Welcome to the Footwear Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Outdoor Insight, Team Insight, Textile Insight, and Footwear Insight with related digital publications, Team Insight Extra twice monthly, Textile Insight Extra once a month, and Footwear Insight Extra on Wednesdays. Now it's time for the latest podcast. We are speaking with Mr. Shamit Ghosh, CEO and co-founder of Trust Trace, a platform for product traceability and supply chain transparency with fashion and retail. The Stockholm, Sweden, and India-based company is aiming to sustainable transformation and change the way fashion is produced and consumed. Trust Trace currently has a portfolio of more than 40 customers, including Adidas. The platform, founded in 2016, tracks more than 8,000 suppliers, 250,000 products, and over $12 billion worth of goods, and it considers itself a one-stop shop for companies looking to make sustainability part of their DNA. All purchase orders are linked to production steps, certificates, supplier declarations, and quality reports. Mr. Ghosh joins me today on, full, on the Fuller Insight podcast from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Ghosh. Uh, let's get started. Good afternoon, Bob. Well, first, I, I understand from my research and a colleague who's more familiar with this topic that you are there are many platforms today that offer similar services as TrustTrace. What makes your company stand out among a group? And you could, could you provide three features that are unique to, trust, to the TrustTrace platform? Yeah, there are quite a few product traceability platforms. I think what makes us unique is first, it is fashion specific. So when I say fashion specific, we have integrated into industry data sources such as Hig Index, Textile Exchange, uh, OAR, etc. There, uh, We do understand the platform has got an intuitive design and also it understands the challenges of the suppliers, the the certification bodies, the brands, which is very, very interesting. What is very important to know is that we have got 8,000 suppliers covering 25,000 factories spread across 75 countries. So the platform supports more than 22 languages also. Second one is the, the platform has been built for enterprise scale. So any company with significantly large supply base uh, of billion plus in revenues and all that, uh, they can easily achieve high amount of traceability using our platform. We integrate into industry standard ERPs and PLMs, uh, which is very, very critical there. And the third aspect uh, for uh, us is to create ecosystem play here where the suppliers, the brands, as well as the third-party agencies can share data easily. And we have been able to establish a network effect by having 40 brands, 8,000 plus suppliers, and then also interesting players such as banks who offer sustainable supply chain finance to the suppliers, etc. So I think these, I think, are three unique features about TrustTrace, which differentiates us in the market. Secondly, today, I want to ask you, you know, in the European Union, where you are, regulatory initiatives are related to sustainability are being considered in several countries today. And can you tell our listeners about these proposals and whether you think other countries will adopt similar initiatives and or legislation in the years to come? And do you think certain brands will take the lead on this issue in the United States? Yeah, I think EU has been uh, leading this space for quite around a decade now. And I think uh, they had all early on during the COVID also, they declared that the, the COVID recovery will be a, a green recovery. So they have incentivized 
companies who are doing the right thing for the planet and the society quite a lot. We are also seeing that uh, there's a lot of regulations and directives coming in in US and the North America also. Specific to EU, if you see, there are a lot of transparency laws which have come in like in German transparency law, you have got the France uh, specific criteria on uh, green products and now EU is tabling a new or there's a bill in discussion about product environment footprint which ensures that the brand cannot just make a claim that the product is green or responsible if they don't have the proper evidences to back it so at least 50 percent of the product by weight uh, should have sustainability uh, sustainable material uh, materials as uh, as the constituent and also secondly they should have a plan to improve the material performance of the products there uh, we also see that uh, in the us now i think with the cbp and the zinziang cotton directive i think it has woken up a lot of fashion brands in the us that they need to get their act on environmental compliance in in play so i think we are seeing that a lot of more and more companies from the us are contacting us and they would like to implement material compliance platform so that they are able to ensure and deliver the right evidences to the custom authorities so that the their goods are not stuck at the port and in fashion if the goods are stuck in the port it is can be very bad for your business because you may lose out on the complete season uh, there. So I think uh, the US, EU has been in the lead, but I think we are also seeing other countries, uh, other developed countries also catching up fast. Well, maybe next you could tell me about the value of product traceability uh, that, that provides consumers worldwide today and how it will be conveyed to them at point of sale and online in the coming months and years ahead. Are there mm-hmm. certain brands in the U.S. taking the lead on this as well that, that you know of? So I think fashion is quite uniquely positioned in that because we have to understand most of the buyers make decision about buying a fashion product not by, by walking into a store. They are actually making a choice about a product and which brand to buy offline or typically from e-commerce websites, etc. And they want transparency. They want to know where the product is made, how the product is made, who has made it, and multiple different surveys about Gen Z's, about Gen Z's influence on Gen X and Gen Y kind of buyers have shown that people are buying products which are which claim sustainable uh, sustainability, plus who are able to present to them that yeah, it is truly sustainable and it is not greenwashed. It also increases the brand loyalty from the customers if you're able to position your product and brand as being a sustainable brand and you get the right kind of uh, 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 consumers who come and shop at your uh, place uh, there. So all in all, I think sustainability is a great driver for brand loyalty and building this next generation long-term relationship with the with the consumers there, which we can see. And the brands who are like sustainability role models or sustainability leaders, you can very well see uh, from their performance that during the COVID times or during any challenges, I think they have been able to keep the Q on Q numbers stable and also in sometimes grow it also. Uh, it is quite evident from their performance. Have there been consumers that have challenged brands in terms of their sustainability? The consumers of the brand have said, you know, prove us, prove it to us that you have this much sustainability. Has that happened, occurred yet? Yes, it has happened. I think uh, there are activist bodies and, you know, this Fridays for Future started by Greta. 
I think on those lines, there has been a lot of discussions that has been initiated by the consumers asking that uh, uh, please prove to us that uh, this is really sustainable uh, sustainable, and what you're claiming is, is correct there. In fact, the, most of the brands with whom we speak, they say that the number of inquiries on product sustainability footprint coming to them has been increasing almost 10x year on year. So for a certain brand, a US brand, uh, they told us that last year they got to the headquarters, they got almost 10,000 plus specific product related product sustainability related questions and it, if it is reaching headquarters you can easily gauge how many the frontline staff is getting these kind of questions well next uh, inflation transportation supply chain delays vendors are dealing with many issues today that are impacting their product costs and their eventual and the eventual prices they charge consumers I'm wondering how much does the use of a platform like trust trace add to their cost equation for the product and is your service most effective for certain size companies it is actually the other way around i think having a traceable uh, I think it is on the other way around that uh, having a traceability platform is a great value driver both for the brand and both for the supplier also. The reason for that, first of all, I think you are getting such a good supply chain visibility. So in the current situation, in the such a, uh, current volatile situation related to COVID or the current Ukraine war, I think it is very, very evident the supply chain disruptions uh, are having very, very adverse effects on businesses, right? So at least through a uh, traceability platform you are able to get a much better supply chain visibility you can take decisions based on what is happening in your supply chain much much earlier so it is a great tool for you to uh, achieve that agility second thing i think it is very important that given the general uh, climate crisis that is going on there are certain uh, risk zones which will which will emerge in the industry in, in global in the supply chain you need to be prepared for it there's no better way to prepare for it than without uh, that uh, having a traceability platform in place there and from the supplier perspective actually it helps them to make their discussion or negotiation with the brand very very objective because now they can say hey mr brand you want my, uh, me to switch to a renewable energy you want me to pay fair wages or living wages you want to ensure that there's no uh, chemical uh, challenges that i am facing if you want me all of these criteria, so this is my co true cost of achieving that. So please pay me that uh, the right price to me. So I think a traceability platform is is a value value discussion. It is not a cost discussion. I just want to ask you about your relationship with Adidas. You know, when did it begin? And what does that company, the Three Stripes, hope to accomplish using Trust Trace and other other athletic foreign apparel companies of various sizes interested in your service? And may they strike a relationship, or do you have an exclusive? deal with Adidas. Yeah, I think Adidas has been very special. So I think uh, we started talking to Adidas in the early part of 2020. Uh, it was a formal process of where they had issued us a, a RFI, then it converted into we were shortlisted for the RFP process and all. But more importantly, I think it was a very, very open, transparent discussion. We have to understand that we were uh, Trust Trace started uh, is a platform which came about in 2016. So within two to three years time, we have been able to build a good platform. But I think Adidas also tested us uh, basically how much we can scale the platform to, right? Uh, we were very, very thrilled to be selected the partner for Adidas. It was a nine-month-long journey of discussions and selection there. So we started the program in or the rolling out the program in December of 2020. And even during peak COVID time, uh, we have been able to implement it on time, on schedule and within the budget uh, for 
for Adidas. The the rationale for Adidas to go for a solution like Trustrace was they in fact had an in-house system. Uh, they replaced the in-house system with the Trustrace system because the need for evidence collection and compliance has been growing tremendously. So they wanted an industry uh, uh, industry scale platform to be adopted early on. So that is what we have done. We have started currently by covering almost uh, 10,000 materials and 25,000 products, uh, covering almost, uh, I would say, one third of their product portfolio. And the game is, aim is that in next 18 months, we will cover all their product portfolio. Anything to do with the product compliance will be ensured that it is going through trust trace. For certain materials like ocean plastic and all, we will go as deep as tier seven. And for most of the other materials, we'll go up till tier three. And we will we are implementing a, a digital chain of custody solution apart from a compliance uh, framework for them uh, there. And what is very, very interesting, and I, I think that has that is quite evident after the Adidas press release happened for us is the is the interest from other foot and apparel uh, footwear and apparel uh, companies. We are very very strong already in the sports uh, goods as well as outdoor products because apart from Adidas, we also work with Decathlon. We work with uh, sustainability leaders like Fial Raven. Uh, Houdini and all that. So it is a very, very strong space for us. And we see that growing interest from other uh, footwear companies, specifically coming from North America also, because there is a big network effect at play here, because already uh, 50 to 60% of the supplier base is already working with trust phase. They know what trust phase is. So it becomes, it, it helps the brands to roll out a traceability program because the adoption is already very high. And they, and this is this is a hygiene factor we are dealing with. We are not dealing with a competitive advantage. I think sustainability is stable stake. So if your sustainability is stable stake, any data which can be shared, it you reduce the cost of collecting the data and cost of compliance significantly by working together. Mr. Ghosh, before I get to the last question, Tay, just one follow up on that. Um, when a company like Adidas hires your company, is this a liability in terms of? Proving, you know, the liability, proving the the, the the product traceability, sustainability fall on your company rather than the vendor? Or is it a shared liability in terms of someone challenges and says a government or whatever challenges them and said, well, prove that this is, you know, 100% whatever. Does that fall on your company or is that shared with the vendor? It is typically, so we are a data platform. We do not own the lab. Our job is that we are aggregating all of data across the supply chain because when you're talking sustainability, you are covering thousands of attributes it can be a specific location geographical location it has to do with what is the water intensity what is the material intensity what is the material compliance so all these parameters are currently have been or if you look at traditionally have been stored in multiple different systems more than systems they have been stored in multiple different excel sheets or emails aggregating it together at a product level and presenting is super important and that is the main job that we do right uh, in the process of course we get we validate some amount of data and ensure that the, that the the data makes sense it is not a false false data that is entering the system there uh, that is what we do so hence the liability is owned by the brands but we do the risk management and uh, in case a particular vendor has falsified the data uh, then the brand can pass that liability directly to the to the vendor and that 
transparency or clarity we are able to establish that cause and effect is uh, is very well established in the platform so so finally today i want to know if you could just uh, discuss briefly you know we see the issues of material traceability at the vendor and consumer levels in a year from now and maybe five years from now where do you see it going i think fundamentally we have to understand that uh, sustainable materials are a commodity in high demand just to give you a, a sense of it if you take any kind of sustainable materials, be it recycled polyester or organic cotton, or in fact, to that extent, cocoa also at fair trade cocoa or chocolate also, right? Uh, you are dealing with the demand for such sustainable raw materials is in the range of 8x to 12x, right? Uh, which also means that a large part of the supply chain who do not get the right kind of material, they tend to falsify the data now when you are falsifying this whole data the risk of this falsification of data falls on a brand because the brand is the uh, uh, is claiming that the product is sustainable or it is fair trade or it is organic or not if if they have no mechanism of checking the material integrity it is going to be it is a very very bad business practice they can actually face lot of penalties uh, on this given that the regulations are going up uh, so much uh, in in this space it also is super critical that the brands take a, a put in an infrastructure of proper material integrity and material traceability early on because this is going to increase more and more in next 10 years i would say this category of material traceability will be a hygiene factor like you have got an ERP, like you have got a CRM, like you have got a, a product life cycle management system. I think it is that kind of an enterprise plat- uh, system that is needed by the industry. As the industry is moving now from not only a top line and a bottom line focus, but they're moving toward a green line focus also. So they need a, a central platform to deal with this uh, uh, data. A testimony to that is uh, on an average last year, uh, last uh, quarter, uh, we tracked almost a million plus transactions with one third of the product of Adidas. So that shows that the number of transactions that need or data points that need to be collected at scale, right? So that is, uh, it just gives an indication that it is a very, very good time for fashion brands, small, large, medium to implement a traceability platform because this journey of a transition towards a fully compliant traceability platform covering all your products is easily a three to four year journey. So the earlier you start, the better it is. Thank you for joining me today, Mr. Ghosh. I've been speaking with Mr. Shamit Ghosh, CEO and co-founder of Trust Trace based in Stockholm, Sweden and in India. You've been listening to the Footwear Insight Extra podcast. Don't miss this in every podcast and weekly footwear industry news every Wednesday at footwearinsightextra.com. And fixed podcasts are also available on SoundCloud and other platforms. I am Bob McGee.